and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast brought to you by the Adventure Archive. My name is Ryan. I am Kirby. Uh, and today we are going to be going over Skate Wizards uh, from Loot the Body, uh, Levi Nunez, and from artist Michael, I'm going to butcher this and I do apologize, Michael, I'm going to say Sung, H-S-I-U-N-G. Uh, you can find them on Twitter. Um, very excited to go over this uh, steezy role-playing game about radical and arcane shredding of the gnar. Uh, this is going to be neat. Um, but but how are you doing, Kirby? I'm doing great. i um, been having a pretty good week so far. Well, I guess it's Sunday, so I had a pretty good week. So Good. Yeah. And here we are. Um, and you... I've lost count on how many times you're you're on the show. You're you're basically just like the third co-host at this point. I'm the I'm now a co-host of the weekly scroll. Yeah. I've just decided. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you are the you are the first alternate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has to be more than three. It's like it's like four. It's like four plus at this point, isn't I think it? It's four. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Official so co-host. Or that's just as yeah. a co-host. I've been on as a guest, I think, twice. So. Yeah. And then you'll be on many more times than that. So, um, yeah. So official, official third co-host Kirby of Disaster Tourism Games, um, and we'll be talking about some more Disaster Tourism stuff after our review. Uh, one thing I did want to hop into real quick first was something that I'm I'm so excited about. I want to show it off right away. Um, for those out there that know us at all, we are huge fans of of Max Moon. Uh, they do amazing, amazing stuff. 12 Years is one of my favorite games of all time. Abyss of Hallucinations Volume 1. Just, it's all sorts of amazing stuff. They got some new stuff coming out. A reprint of Summoning Sickness and, and Basilisk is coming out. Uh, really amazing stuff. But what I got is the release of Abyss of Hallucinations Volume 2. And just look at that absolutely stunningly beautiful box. It's crazy. Um, for those that can't see, for those in podcast land, you're missing out. Go go to YouTube, the Adventure Archive, and watch the VOD. But there is this um, uh, just, I'm not even going to describe it, beautiful creature on the front of this white box in red. Um, and inside, because I went, I went full bore too, because if you listen to podcasts, you're not surprised. I don't need to explain it. <laughs> but um, what's also right here... For those that uh, haven't seen it before, let me turn the blur off real quick. Right above my shoulder is um, the one of one. Well, I guess one of two, uh, the Book of Lies dark version. Like this is the only one of this copy that exists in the world in this way from Max. Um, and that was part of this as well. It's a reprint of the Book of Lies. And then inside the box here, we have Abyss of Hallucination sticker. Um, That's cool. What's up? That's very cool. That's a very cool oh, it's, uh, art right it's there. It's yeah. so cool. The artist, and I'm I don't know why my brain is literally turning off. It's um Oh my god, someone in chat knows, and then I feel like a complete, a bleak, complete ass for not putting it together in my brain real quick because their art is absolutely stunningly amazing. Um let me see if it's uh, I actually think I might know who it is because I think me and me and Maxwell, we were talking about picking an artist for a project we're working on. Uh I think they might have mentioned this this artist. Um let me see. We got a lot of stuff. But uh Tom Davis, David Hoskins. Um I I'm oh, so sorry for 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 that. But let me show you the rest of what's in here. Um and uh, it also comes with this pamphlet, The Vaults of Eternity. 
Um, it is a compatible with Merkborg, uh, Pan Flood Adventure. Really gorgeous. Love the color. It's this kind of, it's this like cream color with like gold printing on it. Really fantastic. Um, it's got that sticker in a giant poster, which is cool. I also got a t-shirt with this on it. Um, really, really amazing. Um, and this is numbered, uh, 20 of 22. Um, it comes with a printing of the Book of Lies. And if anyone's had Abyss of Hallucinations before, this gold on pink printing is absolutely, absolutely stunning. I can only imagine the process to doing this since, you know, Max does so much of the, the stuff by hand um, was quite difficult. But um, it, it, you can't tell on on the shot here, but it's it's printed on on it. So it's like a layer on the zine. It's not printed on like into the paper. You know what I mean? It's kind of like mm -hmm. on the paper. So all of these little pinks like shapes here are cut out through like this whitish pinkish like overlay over top of it. It's really it's really gorgeous. So that is the Book of Lies. Um, then there is the Book of Law in the same style with that, that pink and gold. Um, and then there are two versions of the actual Abyss of Hallucinations. There is the regular version, which is this guy right here. And then um, I'll take it out of the wrapping. You can tell this one's a little bit brighter. The colors are a little bit bolder. Um, you can see right off the bat, you can tell, especially on the back, you can see that Oh, the do? one is is much darker than the other and this one is actually a zine with a bookmark ribbon which is amazing and it's got it's a real nice link, Brian. <laughs> in the zine i can actually click on the page and it auto flips for me um but um and then it's got uh this beautiful uh sigil in the back this is a one of the unique versions a higher tier that you can get and even on the front like you can just tell in like the coloring just how much more bold this mm -hmm. is in this and like this is absolutely stunning the regular version is stunning and then you see this version you're like wow like you can definitely tell like it's just a little bit a little bit more vibrant all the way through um really really amazing and then like more um of the art inside which is really cool and they did um it's just got a different vibe to it so like this the the regular version is like black white nice and crisp but the um the sigiled version has this kind of like weathered kind of vibe to it when you look at the art it's definitely got a whole different thing so Really, really amazing. Definitely wanted to talk about that right away. You know, Max Moon is an amazing friend of the show, friend to, I mean, you know Max pretty well. You, I know you've chatted with Max yeah. a whole lot. Um, and just an awesome, awesome um, human being and great person in the uh, in the TTRPG industry. If you ever get a chance to work with them, they're absolutely uh, amazing. Really, really, really um, it's a great person. So, uh, and makes fantastic fantastic stuff so excited for this excited for all the stuff that max puts out definitely wanted to show that off right away glad we got a chance to and once again just just look at the box it's so beautiful. that's that's fucking beautiful man isn't it isn't it oh oh so yeah so let me put that off to the side and we'll uh we'll get right into skate wizards what did you think about skate wizards when you first uh when you first started picking it up i thought it was goofy and fun and i uh and that's about all i needed like when I read through it, I wasn't I wasn't honestly sure what I, what I was hopping in. Like I, I've heard people talk about it a bunch of times. I've seen it a bunch of times. So I just never ended up picking it up. But then I, when mm -hmm. I was reading through it, I wasn't really sure like what was going to happen. And, and 
and I, it's fucking extremely simple just like it is what you think it is when you you know <laughs> literally it's when you hear uh, a, a steezy role-playing game about radical and arcane shredding of the gnar yeah. and yeah. it's just it just looks like a goofy fucking fun game to just play like especially because of the simplicity of it um uh and how fast like rolling up a character takes like maybe 30 seconds like or less yeah. like yeah. i feel like it's just one of the per it's like a perfect game to play uh if Stone. if one of your if one of your sorry I, I got zoned out when i was reading insane ozo's question because i was thinking of a different game that was not related to that um Perfect game to play. So the people like cancel on you or something like at, at, at your like last minute, you're just like, ah, right, let's pick something else up. This is like, you know, I, that's how I felt when I was reading it. It's great. Yeah, it's so it's so good. And I got when I got it, I got the um, the full bundle. I got the zine that comes with character sheets um, and the character sheets actually come. It's like a it's like a fold out kind of like almost mini zine by itself that has realistically like all the like you don't even honestly everything. need this yeah. zine you could just take one of the character sheets and you basically have everything that you need and of course because this loot the body it came with a skate wizards tape look at that boom box on the cassette so cool yeah. and then you got the cassette here it's got loot the body you know on it right there skate wizards um really cool bundle like you said i i think that was the first thing that pops in my head too was like this is just so fun like this is such yeah. just like a this is one of the games that it's not hard to get people to immerse because everyone can just be like, yeah, bro, like I cast fireball, you yeah. know? Um, so, um, so let's hop into it real quick. Um, so, uh, right off the bat, it is a black and white. It's very zine. It's very zine zine. It's yeah. black and white. It's like 40 pages, you know? Um, but the art uh, all the way through is really fucking cool. So the cover again, for those in podcast land is it's, it's a world with these uh, very wizardy wizards, two of them kind of like on the edge of kind of, kind of looks like a cliff, but it's really also a half pipe um, with one of them getting ready to drop in and one of them and a third one currently dropped in full staff and everything um, uh, immediately hit you in the face with. I know exactly what I'm getting from this, like one smoking a pipe like now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. And then a great piece of art right here in the beginning uh, on the first page. It is a wizard with, with uh, looking very wizardy. I love the way the beards are done in here. It almost reminds me oh, of yeah. the way like traditional tattoo artists do like waves or scales. Yeah, that's I I am a huge fan of that. Yeah, like uh, the wizards all the way through are definitely all very unique and very very cool looking. But this person is. Uh, just kind of sitting back on a hill, surrounded by nature, has got a little bag of, of a little bag of some mushrooms popping out of it, smoking on a big old pipe with like a little smoke dream popping up of, uh, of another wizard. I assume them, um, just kind of cruising, sitting down on a skateboard, just, just cruising through, through the world there. So great. Yeah, it's great. It's a great shot. Art. And, that's a tattoo uh, right there. I honestly would get oh, that as a tattoo. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. That's so like, and that's with the with the circle with the oval um like yeah. frame on it. Yeah, hardcore. That's a tattoo for sure. Um, and one thing that surprised me when I first got the PDF for this for such a short zine, hyperlinks, bro. 
Hyperlinks, bruh. Hyperlinks in a PDF. Are there bookmarks even? No, I mean, it's 40 pages. You don't really need them. But but anyway, yeah, so 40 pages um, really quick, but I would say more than half the zine, about half the zine. So 1 to 22 is, is, the, is the zine, and then from 22 to 40 are the uh, adventures. They put a bunch of different adventures in here. One, two, three, four, five. It's like, it, it's a five plus, and then there's a bunch of stuff too. So really cool to see that. Um, and then there's a breakdown here of what Skate Wizards is. It is a collaboration between visual artist, Michael, again, I so apologize, Michael Sung, um, and musician Levi Nunez, Luth the Body, who share a love for old school fantasy. The core rules were inspired by Ben Milton's Maze Rats and Nate Dreams in the Light of a Ghost Star. Um, and then it says, thanks to Chris Lackey, Steve Dempsey, Jason Woodburn, uh, Rafe Bell, Lex Mandrake, Sand Dobler, Numbered Works, John Boylan, Harley Stroh, dedicated to an OG skate wizard, Jesse Erickson. So, um, I love Maze Rats. Maze Rats was one of those early games when I was uh, really divesting from 5e when because I had only ever played 5e up to that point. So D20 rollover, six stats, the whole thing is just that was a role playing game to me. And when I first read Maze Rats, the like it just blew my it just my mind just went, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I know it's like a pretty simple concept, but at the time it blew my mind was the whole idea of like I'll roll 2d6 and any amount that I get over the opponent's like defense score is the damage you do, and that's it. No, no damage rolls, no nothing. My mind literally like exploded, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And like that mixed with some some um, Adam Vassines early on, like made me go, "There's a whole world," and I have not mm-hmm. yet scratched like a, a centimeter of it. Yeah, I have actually, honestly, never read Maze Rats. Um, I I think. Um... It was one of the first games that was actually suggested to me to read when I got into into the OSR. Uh, oh shit! Sorry about that motorcycle. Um, and I don't know why I just never never brought myself to, around to reading it. I don't think I've ever read um, Nave either, to be honest. Which is also Ben Milton, ironically. Um, yeah. But uh, but I've always heard like great things about Maze Rats, and I've, I've always been on my list to read. I just never gotten around yeah. to it. I mean, it's super easy. It's only a couple of pages. Maze Rats, if I remember correctly, I read a whole thing about Nave and Maze Rats. Um, I think Ben Milton's like a, I think they're a fifth grade teacher, or they were. Um, so when they were uh, making Maze Rats, they actually play tested with their students. So it's like, if right. you can get a group of like fifth graders to be able to play your game, it is simple enough for anyone to understand super quickly. Um, it's really straightforward. It's actually... Um, Nave 2e is is kickstarting right now for like a half a million bucks or whatever that's cool um gotta be honest though they're doing maze rats as a printed add-on and i'm more excited for the print of maze rats than i am for <laughs> nave 2e that's so cool. yeah it's just it's cool and then of course you know we're we're big fans of highland paranormal here on the show and the light of a ghost star is great um it's somewhere around here but super quick easy games that are just like I love the systems that just get out of the way. So, and I think those are perfect uh, systems for this for Skate Wizards, where you want just enough rules to be able to play a cool fucking like wizard smoking a pipe, you know, hitting a hitting a grind. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. So we got uh, the intro. Skate Wizards is a fantasy adventure game of exploration, problem solving, and arcane skateboarding tricks. The zine will walk you through all of that. And there is a this. Now, this would also I would this. This is a great piece of fucking art. I would get this as a belly rocker, like literally 
with my belly button right like where that grip tape is is getting cut out <laughs> mm. so good so uh for those in podcast land this is a oh yeah this is a table of wizards and there is one two three four five six one two three four i'm gonna touch it one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eight nine twenty one two twenty three uh, twenty three or twenty four wizards around a table all smoking their pipes all unique the art is so cool there is a board on the table exactly like you said with like grip tape getting um getting uh cut out there is uh there are um uh, wheels there's a skate key there's there's screwdriver there's everything and it's just again like for for how simple the zine is in black and white the art is the art style is pretty simple but like very unique this again just punches you kind of in the face of like you know what you're getting here it's literally a group of like 20 wizards just smoking pipes and putting grip <laughs> tape on the skateboard you know what i mean like Taking out real hard <laughs> yeah so yeah so uh the world the lore super quick super easy again just enough to get you playing the game ages ago the world was civilized various cultures thrived and were protected by wise rulers wielding powerful magical items one day barbaric warlords invaded from another dimension they turned the world into a wasteland and when there was nothing left to destroy they slowly turned on each other Today, with the warlords long dead, the leaderless remnants of their diminished hordes roam the land, seeking to snuff out the embers of civilization. And in this critical moment, a call for help has been sent to a remote peak, where legend has its skate wizards preserve the last pure source of magic. And again, so this this piece of art here is one of my favorites in the entire game. It is uh, a wizard with the and the mustache has that same kind of like you know scale vibes but their tongue first. Oh their God. tongue you didn't notice this yeah it's great the tongue is sticking up because they're deep in concentration with like one eyebrow raised and they're holding an arcane scroll right <laughs> but when you look in the middle of the arcane scroll they're definitely rolling the scroll up around some type of substance in the midst of it and they're in deep in concentration as they roll the scroll around this it's substance incredible. I also just uh, yeah. noticed it looks like a fucking. It looks like he's wearing a fucking drug rug too, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude! Like the whole this this one is this one might be my favorite. It's just the look of concentration and that tongue sticking up is just oh, it just kills me. Because I read this thing like four times before I noticed. Yeah. The the, the illicit substance on the arcane scroll. <laughs> yeah. So That's good. Great. Uh, so you are a skate wizard. You're a member of the Hermetic Order of Skate Wizards. Once you rolled into the lowlands, and before the trouble came, you had retired to your sanctuary high in the mountains with the remaining brothers and sisters of your order. There you delved deeply into the mystical skateboarding arts. One day, several envoys reached your secluded sanctuary, calling for your help. You answer that call to action, roll down, intent on locating the long-lost magical items that could stoke the dying flames of civilization. To be a skate wizard means to exist in symbiosis with your skateboard. Your board is your identity, the source of your health and the wellspring of your magic. You have spent a lifetime cultivating your skills. You may be immortal, but your board can suffer damage and eventually break. And that's that's the whole setup. You 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 are your board, um, and you are in a world that has been ravaged by warlords, and uh, you have been asked to kind of clean up the remnants of it and bring back you know civilization to uh to where it was pre pre-destruction that's it um character creation six quick steps uh do you do you want to do you want to do you want to make a character as we go through this so we can we can okay, have yeah, some let's do it i got some dice right here. yeah 
Cool. So six steps to character creation. We love us a numbered list of character creation makes it super easy. Um, you got abilities, number one. Number two, health and defense. Number three, permanent spells. Number four, rando spells. Number five, bootleg spells. And then you got items. A lot of spells. It's a game about wizards. Don't. That's exactly what you should be expecting. Um, the connection between skate wizards and the skateboard is so complete that they share all stats. So again, you are your board. It is the source of you and you are the source of it and all things. So uh, three quick abilities. They are strength, which you know what strength is, dex, and you know what that is, and will, you also know what that is. I really, so so for your stats, you roll a 1d6 on a table that randomly determines your stats. I really like this. How did you feel about that? Yeah. No, I actually thought it was amazing because um, especially when I was thinking about how I would use this kind of game, um, just a quick re-roll or a quick roll-up of your character uh is it's you're just rolling one you're just rolling a d6 and you have your stats like it, you you know like and it's not rolling 3d6 for your stats is not any harder or more difficult it's just so much more simplified it's just like it's right there it's one table 1d6 done like i just thought that was great yeah super easy and like basically all the stats are, are a zero or a plus one or a plus two and like in a 2d6 system that definitely you know uh, the uh, plus one roughly gives you everyone is about 25 percent increased chance of success if you're going for like you know seven and nine and stuff but um instead of even because it's really easy to be like assign these three numbers this is even easier because realistically like i don't think people are going to go super hard in the rp of like unless you go plus two strength and be like i'm you know i'm a swole i'm a swole wizard or something but i don't think it's really going to change necessarily what you really want to play your character as so to just go boom i got two decks one will let's fucking go I, it's so great so what did you what did you roll up uh, let's see what I got. I got a three, so that gives me a plus one to strength, plus two to dex, plus zero to will. So you're a bit of a body, a body man, body person. About the uh... about that. There's only two that have zero will too. All right. So uh, step two, health and defense. Every skate wizard begins at four health and six defense. That's it. No rolling. Love it. Love the shit out of that. Yeah. Um. Great. And the stats increase as you level up. Step three, you get permanent spells. So there are three spells that you can always do, which is great. So you get ramp, sidewalk, and rail. And you get all of these all the time. Um, so a ramp is a magical ramp about the size of a park bench that appears below your skateboard. A sidewalk is a magical sidewalk that appears directly below your board. And a rail is a magical rail about as long and tall as a picnic table that appears below your board. And depending on the circumstances, the GM can allow skate wizards to cast simultaneously to increase the area or impact of a spell. Um, and the art on these is great, too. The ramp that's got like arcane sigils, but there's like magic smoke around it. Like it just got summoned the skateboard with like the volcano going off in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Again, this just, is really cool. And I, I really like these these permanent spells anytime spells that are just like utility spells and i think mm -hmm. I, this, this kind of stuff and you know this about me at this point items and and uh ambiguous things like this are like the reason i love role-playing games is like finding the weirdest and most fun way to to solve issues uh i can already see like a hundred different ways i could use these three stupid little spells for a skateboard like it's just this kind of shit is just so fun to me. 
Oh yeah, dude. Tony Hawk Pro Stater Four just like (laughs) slamming into my brain right now. You know, like the whole like build your own like skate park thing. I'm like, oh yeah. Four of us could get together and literally just rock out with just these three spells for a whole session and just. And I'd be totally fine with that. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's super quick, easy system. Like Maze Rats and and uh, the Light of a Ghost Star. Um, make it where you can. And this isn't just even like into the odd hacks are so popular, and even like nave hacks are so popular because the system gives you enough of the um, kind of like adjudication of, of fate and stuff like that mm-hmm. without getting in the way at all. And then you can skin it in any way you want for that. So the fact that three permanent spells that every fucking wizard knows are ramp, sidewalk, and rail, the entire game like is is that now you know what i mean like it's so easy yeah. to say like this is what this is and because you have those permanent things you're not worried about well fireball or this or that you're like nah man i got i got rail let's get out of this you know and and yeah. just skate off uh another great piece of art here um with a uh, a wizard kind of bent over with a big long pipe and the smoke um uh, showing out this dark cloud that's got crystals and and bone and mushrooms and these like arcane obelisks Again, the the amount of art in this is really really fantastic. Uh, um, Probably, again, especially for a third of the book is just rad art, which is totally yeah. fine with me, honestly. Like seriously. Oh yeah, and, and in a zine this size too, you don't really expect a, a ton of pages of just of just yeah. art. Like that's the only thing on this page is just this piece of art, and there's a bunch all the way through where it's just full page art. Really really cool. So uh, step four, you get to pick rando spells. You get one rando spell per day. Uh, once that spell is cast, PCs must wait until the next day to roll a new rando spell. So every day in the world, you get a new rando spell. It's a D12 column, um, and you roll uh, four D12, and it gives you like a um, like for example, all the ones are awesome, animating, acid, armor. So I forget the order which words work, but in the English language, there's a specific. You would never say like acid, awesome, animating, armor. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's cool that each one just like builds on itself till it gets to the the item itself. So uh, what is your random spell of the day? All right, I got six one four six. So I got height, animating, earth, door. Fuck yes. Hyped earth animating door. Hyped, animating animated earth. animating yeah earth door door so you're you're a straight up fucking uh earthbender you can just like bring up a door and it's a door of hype too what what does a hype earth door look like uh i don't know man i was just immediately thinking of almost like an adventure time cartoony style like it pops up and it's like extremely sparkly and like it's like i don't know some fucking wild amazing dude this screams adventure time like this this whole game screams adventure time um a a lot of other really cool ones in the first column you got busted gnarly psyched rad second column you got concealing consuming expanding revealing um and the the third column there's things like air fire shadow smoke water and the final column, there's like armor, boot, loot, tower, tree. Great, great. I, I, I do really love this like piece words together system of magic. It's really, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, the effect of the resulting spell will be determined by the PCs and GM when it is cast. Again, love that. Magic is is open to interpretation, just like it should be. 
Um, and then you got your bootleg spells. You have access to a sweet and arcane collection of six gate vids. At the start of each day, PCs can prepare one bootleg spell from this collection. So there is a, it's a D6 of sweet bootleg uh, skate vids uh, spell. So you can roll a D6 or choose which one you want. So what'd you get? Got Glean the Cube. Defy gravity with your board for five minutes, allowing you to skate on walls and ceilings, which is just radical. That is so radical. Um, there's uh, there's also Mattress, which creates a king-size mattress. There's Wannabe, where you disguise yourself as something else. Trailblaze, where you leave a trail of fire in your skateboard's wake. There's Sweet Jams, where you create music that fills the air and give everyone disadvantage. There's High Times, where you transform your skateboard into a cloud you can ride up to two stories above the ground that lasts five minutes. Got a little uh, Kid Goku vibes there. Um, and um, I, I love that all the spells are used differently, too. So with the bootleg spells, um, every time you use it, you roll a 1d6 to determine if the videotape survives. And a 1 to 3, the tape's good. You can do the tricks again. Um, there's cool trick art here. High times, wannabe, sweet jams. And on a four to six, the tape's busted. You can't cast the trick again today. Um, and another piece of like busted art. So in the in the um, permanent spells, you can use them all the time based on like the GM and everything like that. You can even cast multiple ones if you want. Um, in the rando spells, you roll up a different one per day. Um, and you can only cast that once per day. Um, and then on the bootleg spells, it seems like you can uh, you can get a different one each day and you can cast it as many times as you can until you roll basically uh, a four to six and then it's gone. I love that there's three types of spells that are very different um, with a completely different ways to um, cast them all and different uses, but yeah. they all feel very interconnected. Yeah, especially when the, the first one is you're getting these three permanent spells that do specific but vague thing I, I don't know if that makes sense but specific yeah uh, a specific thing but it can be used in so many different ways uh then you oh, have yeah. a second category of spells which is basically entirely open to interpretation and however you want to do it and there's infinite combinations of that and then you got the third one which is more powerful but more risk and they're more specific which i think is very cool i also just love yeah. the names too. like they just they really they really went in with the with the uh the the theme like calling it high times or wannabe like i love that yeah again it's just it's just reinforcing the vibe like all the way through which is really really fantastic um then you get a list of items starting characters are equipped to three items from the list you can choose or roll uh 1d12 so there's a staffer wand a skate key a smoking pipe a shield a melee weapon a ranged weapon um, lore from your lock picking tools, oil flask, rope, torch and tinder, and ball bearing. So you can pick three or roll 3d12. What are you going to do? Uh, I got a pipe. I got a uh, ball bearings and I got the um, rope, which already got ideas. <laughs> there you go. It's a hemp rope. I'll bet you too. So um, you got the smoking pipe. Puffing mm -hmm. the sacred smoke prior to roll provides advantage once per day. Passing to another skate wizard on the left-hand side. Gotta pass left. Um, uh, grants them advantage as well. Um, there's great art for each of these two. I love the the pipe. Has like a wizard face on it on that one too. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, what else do we get? We got the rope, which is... Oh, it's funny because 
it does say made of him bob v like i didn't yeah, even look at that as a scrub by my too, brain just went like fucking hilarious it's gotta be hemp right and then of course it literally says made of hemp comma obvi obvi like fucking so good um and you got the ball bearings a pouch a pouch full taken from the prototype of a new mega skate wheel design you've been messing with a bag of ball bearings so really really cool and again like pick one or choose 12 do that and that's it and that's kind of like the setup for a character super fucking easy realistically at the end of the day mm -hmm. you're doing what like 1d6 um 40 12 3d 12 like you're you're rolling maybe like eight dice in like yeah, four steps true. and and then you're done yeah. like super easy um then we get to the basics of play which realistically is only like what four pages long and that's it and that's the so uh yeah and that's it then we got the adventures uh, we don't we don't really talk about the adventure we don't read through the adventures but i think we're going to uh, talk about just kind of their structure a little bit because i love the way that they were designed in here um but uh the basics one player acts as the gm the rest are you know how you know how a game works um we don't need to go that pencils papers actions things like that so danger rolls whenever possible um just talk out you know how everything works resolve it without that but if it's risky enough um that it requires it you can roll a danger roll which is just 2d6 and adding your relevant bonus so one of the things i love the most about 2d6 it's my favorite rpg dice to roll because there's a million fucking ways to roll 2d6 because there is this kind of thing where it's you roll 2d6 anything 10 or higher is a success and anything less is a fail there's not a mixed success to it there's just a target number um best left berry does the same thing i think the target number and like orbital blues does but it's like a nine there's a mixed success style of 2d6 there is like necro nautilus style which is again a completely different style of 2d6 where rolling like doubles changes things completely there's just so many ways to do 2d6 as a dice system like vermhack um uh, from charles Ferguson and avery uh, avery does a whole different kind of thing too um but um this is just 2d6 10 or higher and that's the core of the entire game just roll higher than a 10 on a 2d6 um if and the other thing i love about 2d6 is almost everyone somewhere has 2d6 in their house you can pull out your yahtzee or your monopoly or something like that and, and you got them um there's also opposed rolls if one pc takes action against another you do an opposed danger roll um, both pcs make their 2d6 danger roll uh trying to beat the other's total instead of trying to get 10 or higher defender win ties great super clean um initiative both sides roll a dive and combat breaks out re-rolling any ties the side with the higher roll act first um, followed by the other side on a side's turn each of the characters in order may move slash skate 30 feet and take one action straightforward types of actions include attacking casting a spell using an item and if a group ambushes another group it automatically gains initiative and advantage on attack rolls in the first round um, and the leader of the ambush group may be permitted a will danger roll to avoid surprise i like that i like that you can do like an opposed or or like a, a will check to avoid surprise specifically to the leader it's like a nice little like one line really changes the the course of combat quickly um advantage disadvantage you know what that is it's 2d6 so roll 36 and take the higher or the lower that's advantage and disadvantage super easy um and then combat um the, and it, i really like how they list like one two three this is how it works it's really i really mm -hmm. like when rpgs when they're talking about rules talk about the rules um and when they're talking about like lore and vibes they dig into that but 
Number one, the attacker makes an attack roll, AR, by rolling 2d6 and adding his or her attack bonus, AB, if applicable. Number two, compare the attacker's total to the defense number, to the defender's defense number, which is their DN. If the attacker's total exceeds the defender's defense number, the attack hits and deals damage to the defender equal to the difference between the two scores. So, what is your defense number to start? Uh, my defense number six when uh, at the start, yeah. So if I roll 2d6 and I get an eight, that means I hit you and I roll and I get two damage on you. Super easy. Love it. Straightforward. Um, weapons add to the damage, but not the attack roll. Um, and unarmed uh, strikes, unarmed attacks subtract one damage, regardless of how much you roll over, um, and may not reduce a character to zero. So you can't just slap someone into submission or into being a poser. Um, hmm. And I, I like that. So again, super quick, super easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, if the attacker rolled double sixes, the roll is a critical. Uh, the total damage is doubled or some other effect is applied at the GM's discretion. Subtract the damage from the defender's health. So this isn't entirely um, Maze Rats. Wait, or is that Tunnel Goons I'm thinking of? I think I'm thinking of Tunnel Goons. Because in Tunnel Goons, which is also from Nate Dream, um, it's a similar system with the 2d6 roll over, but their defense number is reduced by that amount every time. So if you start with an 8 and I roll a 10, that's 2, but your defense number goes from uh, 8 to 6. So it makes combat super quick because the more something gets hurt, the the easier it is to defeat each time. So I think that's what jumped into my head. Um, so this is just a reduction of your defense number each time. Um, and casting a spell takes an action, um, and it manifests in a way that everyone decides... Um, skate wizards possess their own source of magic non-skate wizard magical items will not work for them those who try will lose their skate wizard abilities and become posers i love this oh my god oh my god (laughs) so good so good uh so we'll get to posers in just a second real quick we got encumbrance all of the pc's items must have a recorded location uh worn in a satchel or on the belt or carried in his or her hands pcs can Grab belt items in combat at any time, but satchel items take 1d6 rounds to find. Um, And money, although precious metals and jewels still have value for some, there's no money in this post-apocalyptic civilization. Bartering is uh, is how things work. The only thing about um, this, and maybe I'm completely missing it, is um, how many items can you carry? Does it not care? And it's just like, don't be ridiculous. But there's there's I don't think there's anything I remember seeing where it said how many items you can have. No, there isn't. And I don't think that uh, I don't really think it matters. Um, I actually like this. In in my opinion, the way I'm reading this is that you have if you have a belt pouch or, or belt, you have your chest or something like that. That's one one thing on one spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just say everything is in your bag instead of trying to come up with more and more and more things. But I also feel like that's a GM arbitration thing. Like, okay, everybody has like a side pouch and like a bandolier with four, like whatever, you know? Um, but yeah. I actually really like the way that the encumbrance system works in this game. I think it's really, yeah. really good. Well, what's um, interesting too, and I think one of the reasons why it doesn't really matter how many items you have, because you you're a fucking wizard. Your bag could what the, be infinite. What does the character sheet look like that you have in 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 person? Does it have any like uh, anything on there for that? I'm curious. Uh, it has one through four for items. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what it was. Then. So 
maybe it's just one through four, but also um, another reason why I don't think it really matters that much. Maybe there is something a little different in the character sheet. Is there anything that talks about encumbrance on here? Although, um, it does, uh, you know what? It is one through four. You're right, because it is. it says worn on the belt and in your hands. That's four. And then you have the satchel. So it must be for four individual items because that's the way Torchbearer actually works is that you have carried and and uh, carried and um, wielded, I think, for your hands. And then you have on your torso, you have like various slots for carried and in bags can increase your carry. So I think it might be working that way where you have four slots, basically, and then you have a satchel. You can put as many things as you want in, but you have to roll D6 rounds to find well, that's the thing. I was like, you could have a million things in your pouch, but it takes one D6 rounds to find the thing you're looking for, yeah. which makes sense because, again, it's a magical fucking bag. You're a wizard. You could have a million things in there. But, like, if it's not on, it basically discourages in a, in a, in a non-discouraging way you from fucking around in your satchel while you're in combat because if yeah. you roll a six that's six rounds where you're literally just like oh man i gotta find my thing I I there's like hash in here somewhere yeah right <laughs> and everyone is like fucking like grinding and casting spells and stuff all around you in combat and you're literally just like hyper focused digging in your bag and i'm like that's me but like you that know is me. I, I, that's it, it's it's really clean and really easy way to not have to write if this is like what, what one sentence um for the entire item like system so basically you can have four items on your body and then good luck digging it out of your satchel if you want um and then the art is great too like the egg they just i assume it's a hacky sack i want to say it's a hacky sack it i'm gonna like say it's a hacky sack, sack. it might be a hacky sack yeah <laughs> but it's got skate keys and, and bootleg tapes and stuff in it it's, it's really great um mm. oh my god and then there's become an opposer this is so good <laughs> Um, <laughs> the hat, dude. If PCs attempt using non-skate wizard magic, or their or their health drops to zero, so you when you know you can't do it, you're not going to do it, right? But when your health drops to zero, your magic abilities are extinguished. Your board shatters, which is the source of your magic and everything, and your appearance is diminished. Roll one d six to determine specific poser attributes. We're gonna go through all of them because this is one of my favorite things in the game. But the picture, the picture. It's, it's the wizard with the sweet beard still, but has a cap on that says TV cops on it, which, you know, a cap. Um, and then they're wearing like uh, like a, a sleeveless shirt. They got like a yin yang tattoo and then some some other tattoo on the other side, like a leather band. Um, and they're rocking uh, like Bermuda shorts, uh, socks with socks. <laughs> tube socks with sandals and they're on a uh a um uh the like the little like like wheelie scooter thingers like rad on it just looks yeah with 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 some fucking aviators hanging on their chest i mean definitely honest, looks I like dress like this so <laughs> i can't even judge just not that hat just not that hat right yeah. um but, but yeah so uh so um there's one d6 why don't you roll me a d6 to figure out what kind of poser oh, yeah. you are but i honestly want to go through all these they're so good i can tell you what kind of poser i am i rolled a five uh you are a security guard keep telling the skate wizards that the legal liability is too great to allow them to skate anywhere this overinflated sense of authority must surely hide a deep insecurity no so good um, one, you wear breathable workout clothes and have a pair of rollerblades slung over your shoulder. Yeah. 
you have an overwhelming urge to calculate how many calories everyone is burning. Um, is there one that you saw that really stuck out to you? Uh, it was the scooter one, which is number six. Um, you have a two-wheeled huh. scooter you can't use. Nevertheless, you insist on explaining why your scooter is just as cool as a skateboard. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Yeah. And um, number two is you wear the latest streetwear, quote-unquote. In one hand, your maw grab and a skateboard that has never been and will never be used. In your other hand, you're holding a sending stone with which you're live streaming to an audience of zero. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, Three, you have a sensible haircut and wear a suit and tie. You have the irresistible urge to convince the skate wizards that they should monetize their brand. Um, four, every item of clothing you have is branded with the names and logos of obscure brands. Your irresistible urge to talk about how cool the brands are is only there to mask the fact that you've never actually listened to any of them. Oh, bands. I'm sorry. Bands. I, yeah, yeah, bands. I was about to correct you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've never listened to any of them. That, that's uh, such great posers. You mm -hmm. know, and what I love too is like, if you die like mid adventure, I almost want to like not have you reroll a character. You are just this dude just posing the rest of the time where like well, everything a, everyone does. Yeah. I mean, that's the way yeah. I would do it. Um, uh, I'm trying to see that. Yeah. In the next spot, when we talk, when it talks about healing, it actually goes over like how to handle that, but I would definitely make it like um, a thing that happens for a while, especially when, when you're like making a new character and you're coming back at, from being a poser. Uh, mm -hmm. I love that. There's actually like rules to handle that. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and those rules specifically. So healing, I I, I kind of like the the healing. I mean, I'm I'm you know, I like brutal dark shit that you don't heal a lot. But this, I like this. Some skate wizards recover one health when they eat a meal, preferably a burrito, and get a full night of rest. Um, twenty four hours of rest in a safe location restore, restores all health to injured PCs. I really like that because basically, like, if you sleep for the night but you're still out adventuring, you only get one health back, and you only start with how many? Is it like four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you're basically if you're done adventuring and you're you're in a town somewhere and you get a full 24 hours where you're just chilling, you know, listening to some tunes, hacky sacking, then you get all your health back. I like that really easy. Um, and then mm -hmm. what you were saying is if a poser wants to become a skate wizard again, he or she must go through the character creation process by bonding with a new skateboard as a level one skate wizard. The process takes 24 hours and requires the remaining PCs to craft a new deck inscribe it with fresh wounds and chill around the campfire with the poser. Um, I feel almost like that, that picture in the beginning with like the wizards all around the board was mm -hmm. him almost like unposering somebody. Yeah. Um, but I could see a whole session where people are just like, all right, we have an hour around the campfire, uh, wizards and poser go. And that would be so yeah. much fucking fun. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I actually, I love the idea of, of having like, uh, almost like, a, <laughs> like a hex crawl back to like their fucking, uh their 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 board shop or whatever <laughs> and they just got this fucking loser hanging out with like, the yeah. whole way back oh man yeah not participating in combat fucking just like off to the side like flipping their scooter around yeah, yeah. like banging their shins and shit, Doing no. and shit. <laughs> oh my god so good um leveling up quick and easy all skate wizards begin at level one and gain lev levels over the course of the campaign at the end of each session, the GM will grant uh, experience points for every yes given to the following three questions. Did you show up? Important question. Um, if so, you get one XP. Did you overcome a difficult challenge? One XP. Did you recover a magical item? One XP. Um, and you can only get you can get one to three XPs every session, which is great. I, I really like that. I like how simple it is. I, I 
in, in systems that use XP, I love point by XP with this like kind of question thing. Death in Space does a really good job of it, but there's like 10 questions. I kind of like how it's just like really easy, quick three questions, just move on because, you know, um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, leveling up. So uh, you get uh, features up to level seven and then you're about done. So level two requires two XP um, and that's plus two max health, plus one to an ability bonus. That's huge, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um level three six xp plus two max health and then you get either an attack bonus or a rando spell uh, or you gain a whole nother rando spell level four is 12 um and that's plus two max health and plus one to an ability again level five plus two max health and it's a, it's a repeats so level five it takes 20 and you get to pick one the attack bonus or rando six is 30 and it's two max health and ability bonus and seven is 42 and there's two max health and you pick one or the other so there's two different things that alternate as you go through but each time as you go up you'll you'll end up with two four six eight ten twelve so you'll end up with 16 hp at level seven um you'll end up with an attack bonus an ability bonus of one two three extra ability bonuses and then either you know three uh, attack bonuses or rando spells or or any variation of that. Mm -hmm. um, another cool wizard. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's so just incredibly simple. Um, only thing I only thing I wish that there was clarification on was the attack bonus before the, it's mentioned because I had no like I was when I first read the combat section. I was like literally like scrolling back through the rules, like looking for attack bonus, like where the hell is attack? I had no idea what it was. And then I, I control F and found it in four pages later in the leveling up section. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's just literally a thing you get when you level up. Um, that was the only thing, honestly, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? But, um, otherwise it's just, it's yeah. Well, what's your attack bonus at level zero? Zero. You don't have an attack bonus. Oh, interesting. Do the weapons yeah. give you an attack bonus at all? Uh, we didn't talk about the weapons at all. Um, uh, melee weapon adds plus one damage, but not to attack rolls. No. So, yeah. So, there really just isn't an attack bonus. Yeah. Or, um, and just to make sure we're not completely making shit up, when we go back to the stats, uh, Please, raw yeah, power, stamina. What's up? I said, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I, I'm this. that was just how no. I was. I think that's it. Yeah, I don't see it either. So I would start with zero and then you just get increased attack. Yeah. So you can get up to a plus three, which makes sense in a G6 system yeah. that like your max would be plus three. So yeah, again, super quick and easy. Uh, really great. I, I just love that a lot. I scrolled way too far. So sorry for those watching that I'm giving. Um, right or, or seizures too as i scroll fast so more more wizard art here at the bottom so then we get into uh, all the various adventures and stuff and i i really i really like the way that they lay out these adventures um it also does remind me of it still reminds me of like nate dream a little bit and like i really really love the way that nate and highland paranormal does their adventures because they don't um they don't guide you they just give you what's there and it's never like you know you might go into a room and there's three goblins trying to break into like go through a locked door and that's all you fucking get it doesn't say um you know if you approach them stealthily they'll do this and but if you do this they'll call in another room's this you know what i mean like i really like that it's just like here is the situation and then between you and the gm just just go with it and i think that this kind of channels that um a bit as far as just like here's description without too much um 
guidance or or storytelling beats or anything like that yeah I've, I've actually had several conversations about this style of writing adventures recently um mm-hmm. and it's it's very fun i was talking to my my partner Kristen, about it like a week ago when we were all right i guess it was a little more than a week ago finalizing the adventure book for guild but um because uh luke gearing writes very much like that um possibly a bit more pros attached to it but um definitely very this is what is here end of story uh mm-hmm. stella Condry, uh pounds of nothing she writes the same way um and they're both very very good adventure writers but they're so wildly different from a lot of other people and mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting to see people try and emulate that style of writing not saying that that is what's happening here just in general because it it looks so simple when you read it but it's not it's like to be able to actually write an adventure that is literally eight locations and each location has a two sentence three sentence description and it to for it to be good is not easy and Mm -hmm. uh i think it it just really can show your skill as a writer when when you pop something out like this and you're like wow this is a very good adventure and it's got six sentences in it right like it's it's good shit so it's so good and so good um, so again, we don't we don't really uh, read adventures a lot, but I think I think just touching on how they're written here is is a good idea. I love um, I also love this page here where the scroll and they're definitely crumbling something up on the scroll again. But this is kind of like almost like a hex map situation here for like a lot of the adventure parts later. But just to go over the one, so Stonegrave Valley is kind of where like a lot of stuff is is happening because so there's like a whole basically um, uh, campaign here and then the, all the following adventures from it so the 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 world campaign situation with the little hex map here is the stone grave valley this is a big location ages ago this was the most beautiful valley in the land the warlords had built opulent monuments to glorify themselves and their deeds when they died they were buried in sealed tombs created to protect their treasure hordes um, as time went on the beautiful valley has become desolate weather-worn and haunted by an ancient evil that resides there um, again, great piece of art. And then these are the different locations, and then it gives you the locations later, and that's what we're not going to go over. But it says, below are the notable locations in the Stonegrave Valley. The skate wizards can encounter them through research happenstance or by learning about them through interactions with NPCs. Um, the tomb of Grell the Gratuitous, a sulfuric stench, rises from cracks in the earth. Somewhere below, a lava pit eats away at the final resting place of the goblin warlord who took the axe of the dwarvish lords. Again, like, as a, as a, as an like adventure intro exactly like you said two sentences and that's it it doesn't give you you must do this you have to do that here's what you need to do it literally says this is what the location looks like here is a person in it like go 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 and do whatever you want to do (laughs) you do the thing that you decide yeah it's great yeah if you do you want to go for the axe of the door door of swords go for it if you don't you don't that's cool um, Tomb of Silas the Slayer, small bone fragments around a crumbled stone archway. Beneath the rubble is the entrance to the Cave of Whispering Bones, where rumors say the gauntlets of Ogre Power can be found. So finding a magical item is one of the three things to getting XP. So the adventures are really based around, here's location, here's magic item, here's the circumstances around like getting that, and then you go. There's the Temple of Brazoth. The Tomb of Mystic, the Necromancer. Um, I like this one. A crystal door awaits on an outcropping of glassy glassy black rock. It is possible the cubic gate lies within. Um, And that's that's four locations right there. Um, And then it talks about the different... um, 
places where it will give you the uh, the lore from your which talks about like, you know, where the active doors loads came from. It gives you NPCs in the valley here, which is um, a bunch of different ones with different. Um, it gives just for example, furnace stomp foot. It gives stats a feisty halfling stuck inside the belly of a huge snake. She managed to kill. Um, and then there you go. Um, I'm, again, I'm not going to give too much away. Great art. Love the the dwarf here. There's oh, yeah. an after the adventure section. So things change as you go through and it actually guides through. It literally says like, this is what happens and then level up and then you keep going. So there's a, literally a whole like kind of like campaign uh, mm -hmm. for half of this book. There's the tomb. It's got some great art for that all numbered and everything. Um, there's a table. What is the lava doing? A D6 table. Love those. Um, and that's it. So again, scrolling to look at some art, but not talking about the adventures too much, because guess what you should do? You should buy the fucking book. Mm -hmm. um, um, the Ogre Gloves, um, still, even through all this, lots of great art. Half page here of like a a, a, a dragon skeleton below a pile. Um, I love this little piece of art here. This is in the Temple of Bazoth on the uh, second layer. There's all the, there's like heads on pikes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Love that. Love that. Um, and then that's pretty much it. The rest is art and things that we're not going to talk about because, once again, buy the book. There is a thing at the end, though. Skate trick names. Uh, this is on the back of the character sheet, too. Skate tricks are magical and different from any you may be familiar with. Feel free to make up your trick names or roll a D20 on each column from left to right to name your signature move. So there's uh, one, two, three... There's five D20s. It's three D20s and then with A and then two D20s. So why don't you roll up five D20s and tell me your signature move? All right, I got seven, eight, 16, nine, nine. So we got a Grayside Monger uh, plug. Grayside Monger plug with a nine, nine, with a wumpus dollop. <laughs> Nice. It's fucking stupid nice. as shit, and I fucking love it's it. It's so good, dude. So good. I, I have to roll one of these up, too. I got 10, 8, 10, 12, 7. So I got a soggy monger, soggy monger goat with a muffin smack. <laughs> soggy like monger goat with a muffin, muffin smack. smack. <laughs> oh, I'm smacking muffins all day. Um... So yeah, and then another great full page kind of like framed piece of art with a mysterious wizard with a wand holding some crystals. There's a very Saurani tower in the back with the dark sun and everything. And then uh, there we go. So one and the, the back page here, once the world was cool, then it sucked for a really long time. Now it has a chance to be cool again or suck forever. It's all up to the skate wizards. Um, and there's a, an interesting missing. dude. It's a wizard fully robed out on a skateboard, holding a boom box being dragged by a definitely, uh, a, an interesting looking, um, beer belly centaur holding a drinking horn and yeah, pissing on the ground. Um, and, uh, for, for, for water, two flipsters, I definitely saw this front leg, was something else uh and then the <laughs> yeah. piss was coming from somewhere else but that's great yeah. and then i i love here at the end um 
I think I cut it off on stream a little bit, but um, more hyperlinks. Get the character sheets at michaelsung.itch.io. You just click it and it does hyperlink out, which is great. Listen to sweet skate wizard jams at luthabody.bandcamp.com and check out more of Michael's art at Michael, again, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-H-S-I-U-N-G.com. Check out their art, at, which is really fantastic. And that's that's the whole thing. Really simple, really easy, but one of those games where you're just like, it's impossible not to have fun with this. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, we're going to hop into, uh, this is, I think this is only like the third time we've used our new zine scoring system. We still need to do a, a, a redo of the, like the 17 zines from, we'll call it year one of the weekly scroll. Um, but let's kick over to the review page. Uh, so for those that don't know, um, we review uh, zines a little differently. On our on our regular games, there's five kind of like metrics that we use, and we've reduced that to three for zines because some of them just don't really apply to something so small. And I mean, this is a zine. Um, and again, to go over what you get with the zine, um, it is the zine itself, two character. If you get the bundle, two character sheets, and then the skate. Oh, um, uh, the tape. It also comes with a set of dice too. I think they're random. I got a dope green set, but I think I tucked it in a box somewhere back here. So that's that's the whole bundle here. And we'll talk about uh, where to get that and, and how much that costs in a second. But starting off with our metrics, uh, these three metrics are visuals, rule set, and vibes. It's a reduction of the five down. So visuals are um, a combination of basically like art and layout, which is uh, what we use in, in the other one. So visuals um, will also throw like hyperlinks and stuff in here too but for zines that are less than 40 pages hyperlinks are a little bit less important than like an 80 page book so it's not it's a bonus not a knock um so as far as the layout the art the art style it is it is the art's great but it is a black and white zine what are your what are your just feelings before we get to numbers about the the visuals in the game oh uh, i fuck i fucking love it i think it really uh especially i was just thinking as we were kind of closing out on that last page um, how even the font choice just really just is perfect. It's a perfect font choice for the game. Um, it almost feels like it was written by the by Michael who who did all the artwork. like it it just feels like it, it's part of it. like it it's yeah. not in your face. I don't know. It's just everything about the the way that the book looks. um the layout is really good and extremely simple. Black and white is always nice. I'm a huge fan of black and white, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I think the visuals are great. I think, um, you know, I, I do love black and white. I mean, in person, it's definitely kind of like an off-white paper, which is really nice. Sometimes, like, a super bright white can just be, like, yeah, you know, kind of in your face a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, again, the art all the way through. And what I really love too, is those, those, um, pages, uh, in the beginning, those like, uh, with the frames are actually mm -hmm. the inside pages of the front and back cover. So you um, get both of the, I hold this up. So you get both okay. of those cool, um, art in the zine right off the bat. I know there's a little blur on it for the thing. So it's great. And like you said, like, um, uh, what's great too, is that, Let me look at this real quick. Um, oh, no, it's printed on. But uh, the zines are numbered. I got number 74 of 325. So someone wrote number 74 on there in red, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, the visuals are great. I think the art all the way through, like, 
the the most important thing about art i think in uh zine especially because in a in a in a bigger tabletop game art is like super important but if you're if you got 80 pages there's a lot of words that are really important too you know what i mean um but in a zine form 40 pages or less it's so important to push that vibe and to have the visuals like really reinforce what the vibe what the zine is going to be and the number of times that we stopped and went like jesus fuck like how many times do we read this and we're just noticing like the weed yeah. on the scroll yeah. or like look how cool this wizard does or look at, like the tape popping out of the bag like the yeah. reinforcing of the vibe the whole way through is, is really fantastic i really yeah, love it i mean oh no go ahead finish finish up no just like you said the layout is really great i love that it's not oh i also got a sticker with it oh, yeah. um uh, I love that, like you said, the the um, font choice is great. The size of the font is great. P pure layout wise, I love that it's not two columns, yeah. like anything. It's 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 really great. And what were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say, um, I really love the um, the artwork in this because not just because it like reinforces the the vibe of the game and i don't even think that for me that's not even at the most important thing for art for me is like in this one specifically the art is just fucking fun and mm -hmm. like i'm looking at this game as a goofy fun game to play with a bunch of friends as you would normally with most uh, most games like you're just that's what you're you're doing it for fun but like when you when it's a game like this the art sometimes it could be just be like oh yeah this reinforces the topic right but like it's also just fun to look at yeah and so like you don't need art in a book that is a rule book you don't need it but when it's in there sometimes it can be really helpful in reinforcing that theme or whatever but sometimes it can also be a distraction when you're trying to read things but i think in this in this case it's both it's it's not not a distraction but both a uh, reinforcement of the the theme of the game but also it just increases the fun of actually reading the book through so that's yeah i, I mean and that's that's exactly, I think with the same thing, thing a little bit differently. I think that the art is really important because it does reinforce the fun. Like if, if the art was very, if this was a bunch of like public domain wizard pictures, I think the whole book would be read very differently. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And the fact that it does get goofy is really great. What's cool too is like the tape um, with, uh, with the um, uh, boombox on it. It's got like the pissing uh, centaur or wizard situation <laughs> yeah, on the inside too. Um, so that's, that's really great. I mean, all the way through, I really enjoy it. Um, so, uh, so what are you thinking for numbers? Um, what's the cap for the zine scene reviews again? Uh, it's what? 10. Uh, the last one that we did that got really high was, um, was from, uh, neon rot. It was the blow, uh, dwelling sewer monsters or blow oh, yeah, dwelling sewer monsters. Yeah. Because yeah. they, because, I mean, and that visually that like every the color pop on that really reinforced like different layout per page yeah the whole thing yeah. yeah so that that that's kind of like as far as visually and like how much it like pops and like layout and stuff that's kind of like pretty high up there i think it got maybe a nine um for that but so comparatively what do you feel about this one um i would say I, i'm leaning into a, a, between a seven and an eight i want to say there's nothing extremely like wowzers right about like mm -hmm. the the layout it's just everything is so simple but uh mm -hmm. it still for me feels like i'm gonna say an eight just because it it all is it's it, like i said it's it's fun to read um everything is reinforced by everything every other choice um the fonts the art style the way that the game is written all that shit like it's just it all you know it's just for me yeah yeah so yeah i think i <clears throat> 
I think I feel the exact same way as you is that like maybe in all of the individual parts, like if it was just the the art pieces, um, if it was just the layout, if it was just like the, the font and stuff like that, it might be a little bit lower. But as you just said, it all builds on itself. And not only that, the amount of art in this 40 page zine is yeah. crazy. Enormous. It's a ton yeah. of art. So like that yeah. really bumps it up. I think an eight is exactly where my mind went for that. So I think uh, I think uh, let's open the folder up here. I think an eight feels really good for that. Um, so rule set, uh, same kind of um, um, metrics as the other one. Basically, if it is an adapted rule set, how well is it adapted? If it's a new rule set, how how do we like it? Is it good? Uh, you know, subjectively on our part, subjectively from what we try to be. Um, and since this is kind of like a, a hack mashup of Maze Rats and um, um, In the Light of a Ghost Star, um, what are your thoughts on the rule set? Um, as far as like an adaptation, I would say it's, uh, pretty good. Um, maybe like, uh, I don't know. I like, I think, I think it does a really good job in taking something that already exists and making it its own thing. Like, um, I, I wouldn't, I, if they didn't mention that it was a hack of something, um, I would probably maybe be able to tell. Um, if I didn't have a lot of experience in this, like, you know, circle of, of RPGs, um, but it, it just really kind of takes on its own world as soon as you, as soon as it gets into the actual rule set by itself. So I think it does a pretty good job of, of like adapting and kind of evolving on itself. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what you want from, from a hack, right? Like you want to take the core of what the system they're trying to hack is and then make it your own and i think the way that they really um uh reinforce like the spells and everything and the way that those are used the permanent spells with the ramp and things like that i think having that as not like um i think that's one of the things that specifically jumps out to me is that like with the rando spells and stuff like that it could be different every day but with those like three core spells right off the bat it's telling you like kind of what your magic is for and really giving you direction without giving you like explicit direction, which I think is incredibly important in rules language yeah. is it doesn't tell you exactly what you are supposed to do or have to do every time, but in the way it's written and how it's written, it, it does. Um, so I, I really, I, I do think it's a really good adaptation. I mean, it's super, the thing is it's super simple and that's not, that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing or necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, you know, sometimes simple and I, I would rather take simple and done extremely well than complicated and done really poorly. Um, yeah. But again, like there's nothing about it that's like blowing me away. It's not a completely unique rule set. It's nothing that's different. It's it's a well, I think it's an incredibly well done hack. Um, so what are your what are your thoughts there? Uh, I would say probably again, high seven, low eight, like. I kind of want to give it an eight again for the rule set, but I think, mm, I don't know, maybe I'm leaning into a seven just because it is an adaptation. Um, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I, I think I'm at about a seven. I think I'm at about a seven. That's where my brain went to first because it, it is an adaptation. It's a well-done adaptation. I think the way that they use the rules um, um, uh, uh, reinforces what they're trying to do, but like... Mm -hmm. 80% of the rules already exist. Yeah, um, yeah. And then that 20% is, is well adapted. But, um, you know, I think we would give a little bit more weight to something that's like a completely unique or different system. So, but mm -hmm. I think seven, I think seven fits really well for this because of just how well it is adapted. So I think that feels good. Um, 
and then vibes so vibes is very abstract um concept for the scores here vibes is a little bit of like in the other set it's a little bit of originality when i when i think of vibes what i think of is how much does actually looking at and reading the zine make me want to play this and how much does the zine itself um reinforce what it wants to be all the time and how successful is it at what it wants to be so like uh, it says skate wizards a steezy role-playing game about radical and arcane shredding of the gnar uh once the world was cool then it sucked for a really long time now is the chance to be cool again or suck forever it's all up to the skate wizards how successful is that and how much did reading this make you want to play this i think that's where vibes are for me and what are your thoughts on just the what are your thoughts on the vibes um dude i'm not gonna lie i am kind of obsessed with this game uh mm -hmm. Like the so I I got my my first my first in person game group is coming over on Tuesday night for from a very long time um and I'm very excited we're gonna play some play a skirmish game and uh once when I read this I was like I could just fucking play this instead uh than the thing that I've been planning on playing for like three months um like I literally I read this. And I was like, this fucking game is just looks, it's just so fucking fun. Like, I can imagine all the weird and wild shit to do, looking through the adventure at the end, like, just all this amazing content that comes with it, and all the things that you could do with it. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I don't want to say my number yet, but. Uh, yeah. So uh, we gotta be objective each time you come through this. Like for the high numbers, when we when we compare it to like every other zine you've ever looked at, you know what I mean. We gotta yeah. look at it like if we're if we're shooting for like nines and tens, that means it's better than ninety or a hundred percent of every other zine you've ever looked at for vibes. Um, I mean, but I think the vibes are high. I think they're really fantastic. I think the art all the way through, as I, as I said before, like the number of times that we looked at the art and we're just like, dude, look at this fucking art. Like this yeah. is exactly, exactly what you expected and more. Um, you know, I think the only thing that would really up the vibes overall for me, you know, one of the reasons we gave, um, again, uh, blow dwelling sewer mutants, a, such a, a big vibe score was just like, the color pop and like i mean this does come with like a bunch of the other stuff like the character sheets and all that which are fantastic going over those real quick too i mean it's got like a skateboard for like your your bootleg spell situation with like stickers peeling off it's got like um the uh the the scroll here um and then it uses some of the other art inside to make it like really easy so this is great i mean i vibes are definitely high like as soon as you know i've read this before and really wanted to to go over it and it's i felt like this was a really good one for today i mean the fact that it comes with like its own uh music i should ask Luke the body if we could have just like played this in the background during the, <laughs> during the whole stream we should have yeah, yeah. um yeah i, I super want to play this game you know i i think i have like a bunch of zines back here where the vibes i think are just a little bit you know where i just like oh my fucking god i want this so bad like i yeah. remember it wasn't a, i remember it wasn't a zine but when we read um gosh what was like slipgate, the first one we did together slipgate, joke point. slipgate. So to uh, me that's what i've been thinking about this whole time you've been talking was what we yeah. scored that for because i want to yeah. remember well the originality was really really high for that one and i'd say i love this game it's fucking crazy but like when i finished slipgate everything inside me went i want to play this fucking right now and like i super want to play this game 
Um, but it's not as much as that. So like, I think that's where my vibes are. Like I'm what, what, what's your number. And then we'll, we'll see what, well, see, I'm actually on the, I'm, I'm on the other way. I'm on the other side of that from you is that I, as I fucking loved Slipgate joke point, wrote a whole fucking game because of it. Uh, literally that night after we finished the stream, um, it's amazing. Uh, but I, I, and I, for me, I'm more excited about this game because I can see I'm already imagining the fucking laughter and the fucking like goofy shit that my friends would be doing at the table playing this game as opposed to playing Slipgate Choke Point, which again is an incredible fucking game, um, <laughs> which would be much more like uh, heavy and like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's still obviously very fun but uh, yeah that's just the the way i was thinking about it was i was also thinking about slippy choke point and i was like how did we how did i react to that one in comparison mm -hmm. to this but yeah i like for me honestly my vibe score is going to be a nine like i i i'm going to give it that high you can you can bring me down with yours if you need to but <laughs> but i'm going to say a nine yeah. for this because i just fucking my loved it man there's there's times where in my head i'm like man should we do half points like should we do half points like yeah. because like i'm i'm i feel like i'm about an eight for this which is still really high. overall that's the thing too about when we score these zines too a lot i feel like a lot of the games that we do end up feeling like they have high numbers but it's because like we pick games that we like that we like a lot you know yeah, we don't yeah. And we're not trying to be mean on. We're try, not trying to be very mean on the internet about certain things, um, but uh, because I'm not going to do a game that I'm just going to bash on for an entire hour. You know, even games yeah. that like aren't my favorite games, there's still like you know good things about it that are are good to talk about. Um, so uh, I feel like you know eight seven to eights nines like feels high, but it's because again we we buy good fucking games and yeah. this is a good fucking game. Um, uh yeah i'm i feel like i'm about an eight for this like i just i just think of like again like every other zine i've ever read there's been other times where i've like wanted to play a game more um i feel like man i feel like i shouldn't say some stuff because i i have a job that shouldn't listen to this um but if the, if i could do some of the stuff that skate wizards obviously do um i think that would you know that would be give me this game 10 years ago you know or 15 years ago um yeah I, i'm about an eight with it you know what i mean like i think the only thing that would really up the vibes for me like i would i would love like almost like a like a ganja green version of this you know what i yeah. mean or something like that that would like, a, that would like really... an embossed embossed like uv uh like weed leaf or something or Dude, you know even like... just like that that's that's what i'm saying like some something yeah. that just takes it up just like a tiny elevates it just like a tiny bit more for me would, would bump me into like nine territory because for me 10 like tens are I, I doubt I'll ever see something better at whatever I just gave a 10 to. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think in the entire course of, like, 88 episodes, we've given a total of maybe, like, five or six 10s across every metric, across every zine and every book. So to give something a 10, it needs to be, like, literally, like, God-tier greatest thing in existence. So everything below that becomes, like, the best you can do is a 9. And I feel like this then gets an 8 for me because I can think of something that... Yeah, zines so. that i like better than this and i can imagine a god tier one and eight is where i feel for that yeah, no, valid yeah all right so we'll I, go I, I stand by my nine but for the official score i'm fine with uh decreasing going go. to 
<laughs> I, I still, I think me and Hunter really need to have a chat about like 0.5s every now and yeah, then, yeah. maybe very rarely if we're literally like, because there's times where we're literally like, fuck, I'm so between an 8 and a 9, or I'm so between a 7 yeah. and 8, and I don't know how to pick. And if we're both just like, well, you decide. No, you decide. It'd be like, fuck it. Let's give this one a 0.5. I yeah. feel like this would this this might get to the 8.5, but we're going to go 8 for this. Still fantastic. Visuals and 8. Again, the art from from Michael. I'm not going to say the last name again because I butchered it already. Uh, fucking fantastic. Definitely check them out. Um, and that, again, was at uh, Michael C. Um, last name H-S-I-U-N-G dot com. Um, loot the Body. Uh, once again, amazing uh, soundtrack and amazing um, soundtracks that are out in the world. Awesome art or awesome um, uh, sound for RPGs. Um, and, uh, and then you can find, uh, this game at Michael song, Michael C. Hung. Uh, the other thing, um, oh, well, let my ADHD brain stop for a second. What is our total here? We're going to get, uh, eight plus seven plus eight. 23. Yeah. So 23 out of 30, which is very, very respectable score. That's really fantastic. It's about where I thought it was. I, I, again, really enjoy this game for how simple, um and quick and easy it is uh soup, yeah. like exactly what you want from a zine it's something that is simple quick you can pick up like i could grab four people that have never played a role-playing game before and in less than 10 minutes be shredding gnar and yeah, as a fucking absolutely. wizard you know and i love that um you can find the game i did want to talk about this because we don't talk about value score that's one thing that we reduce we got rid of kind of in this um book versus zine because these are all roughly the same price or like 15 or 25 dollars depending on size so you can actually let me throw the um let me throw the link into here um skatewizards.bigcartel.com there's a whole skate wizards bundle which is really fantastic um it is what i got it is the rpg zine plus a cassette um plus dice plus stickers um and um uh that's that's what you get you get dice you get stickers you get the soundtrack you get everything and it's only 27 dollars for some reason i feel like it's possibly canadian um but i'm not sure so and if it is obviously you'd pay less for the usd versus cad but more for shipping and it basically balances out so don't worry about it um there's another great uh thing on their shop too called a brief illustrated history of famous wizards um which is a really cool thing it's it's a, a zine of drawings from 2022 to 2023 um uh, expect wizard crystal magical creature types a type of stuff perhaps it's something that can inspire a skate wizards game so there's a whole book with like a pink cover and everything that's really beautiful um um that uh is just a lot of more of this dope skate wizard drawings and that's only 12 bucks so cool stuff out there for it the bundle price for 27 dollars for this is absolutely worth it i would highly recommend going and grabbing that um and that has been skate wizards that was a good one skate wizards fucking fun as shit dude dude that's so bad <laughs> Six every time, every time, dude, every time we do one, you're just like, all right, dude, I want to play it. I want to play it. And so now we should, we should fucking, just now I gotta go write a game about that. Gotta game. go write a ski wizards game. We should we should just have a plan where every time you come on Tuesday night where we're playing whatever game that we just read because we both want to. Yeah. Um yeah. so Kirby, disaster tourism. Um, for those that are woefully unaware disaster tourism makes amazing fucking games i have a whole section on my bookshelf back here uh for disaster tourism um what is going on in disaster tourism rpgs right now and in the near future 
a lot of things, man. Um, so we just published the digital version of Guild Sword of Magic for Hire. It is it, this is the proof, the print proof in my hand right now. I've been waiting for this for so long. Um, and I'm very excited. The digital version is available on our web store, it's on drive through, it's on itch. Uh, if you buy it on our web store, you get 40% off when the print is available. Um but uh that's yeah the digital version of guild is out this is our my my personal love letter to osr and also uh my personal love letter to using items and magic in weird fucking ways um and i'm really proud of it i hope people like it a lot um we've also got the guild adventure diary which was the kickstarter uh adventure book um with adventures from stella condry luke gearing christian sorrel amanda p and then me and my partner uh some real good stuff in here um this is also available digitally right now will be available per uh in print soon uh just gotta get some proof issues fixed and then the kickstarter backers will get their books and everybody else can get theirs after um also i have to show this stuff off because this is i have all the, i have all the physical things now this is the uh character pad for the adventure or for uh guild um so each pad has 50 character sheets on it, and uh, it's a front and back 5x7, which is the exact same size as both books, um, which is just... Uh, I planned it out to be close, and it came out exact, which was amazing. Nice. Uh, I was super happy. Also got the reference bookmark, which has like quick reference rules, and then um, a couple of random tables on the back. So all this stuff is available uh on our web store or will be available on our web store physically um we've also got uh the website guildrpg.quest um which will have uh currently has pdfs of the bookmark and the character sheet um it will have the plain text edition of guild and the adventures for free on there um printable versions uh it also has a character generator on there that i wrote from scratch in javascript as i learned it um so that's pretty cool um so that's guild stuff uh guildrpg.quest that will link you back to my web store if you want to if you click like buy the books or whatever and it'll my web store links back there um so that's we, we, we definitely we definitely you know since kirby is uh you know the 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 third co-host here when the guild physical drops you can definitely expect some more guild action here on the show so um if you're listening definitely uh keep an eye out for that because we'll be doing a whole uh a whole a whole a bunch of guild stuff it's a great yeah, game super excited to go over it and um and we'll do that but, but what, what 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 else what else, what else we so many uh okay so Next up, we've got the dead the first issue of Dead Horse magazine, which will be coming out in what's today, the the 28th. So I'm gonna say end of June, hopefully. Um, we'll have like pre-orders available for it. Um uh and that's I honestly think that's a long that's a long time from now because Kristen's probably almost done the layout at this point. Um she works like wicked fast. Um, and that is a horror magazine. Um they're ttrpg adjacent but not exclusive so there are some gameable uh things in there for tabletop games um got some great things from uh like exeunt press um has a really cool hex flower uh like adventure thing in there 
um christian Soros Dude, got Zion, i feel I, I don't know how long they've been doing stuff but i feel like i just recently nowhere, discovered just, like just blowing blowing shit up it's fucking fantastic <laughs> The first thing I remember is like the uh, like the thirty days of Morpork stuff in October. They put out a mm-hmm. bunch of cool stuff, um, and then just since then, like their Substack, like the adventures because they're yeah. in the the fear bundle with with the eco just put out. Yeah, just seems like a cool person, and uh, their content's really fantastic. So it's awesome yeah. that that they're in Dead Horse too. Yeah, they got something in there. They, we've got a bunch of a, a bunch of really good stuff in that magazine. I mean, me and Christian and, and Kristen. Um, Christian Sorrel, Meat Castle, Gameware, um, is the editor-in-chief of Dead Horse. Uh, and they, uh, we all three of us had a very difficult time picking the, picking the submissions because we had a lot of really good submissions, um, but we narrowed them down to, I think, I think 28 uh, things. And then that's not including the interview in it. We have with Nick from the Goblin Archives talking... Uh, uh, it's more of a Q and A, not necessarily an interview. Interview, but um, yeah, I, I we talked like uh, you know, fifteen, fifteen or so questions, just talking about various things about liminal horror and some other stuff. Um, uh, and then you know, we're there's there's short fiction in there. There's a couple of poems. There's a lot of really really cool artwork. Um, some specifically drawn or made for the magazine itself. Um, so that I'm, I'm extremely excited about, uh, the dead horse magazine. I, it's like one of, one of the coolest things I think that I've been able to put together. Um, uh, it sounds awesome. Is, is there, is there a plan to have a series of, of magazines with yeah, this? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is issue one and the theme for the submissions was uncanny horror. And we went with like, uh, you know, we were looking for like uncanny Valley, like liminal horror style things since I had started with the concept of doing an interview with Nick. Um, but I think the next issue we're, we haven't, I'm not, this isn't official, but this is just where I'm, where my head's at right now is the next issue will probably be Splatterpunk because that's what I love. Uh, and I, I'm really excited about that because I also would love to interview this author that I know, um, who writes extremely fucked up Splatterpunk fiction. Um, and by fucked up, I mean, really fucked up shit <laughs> so uh and he's good he's good as shit so uh i would really like to do an interview with him uh so if we can if we can make that work splatterpunk will probably be the theme for issue two and it'll probably end up being the biannual thing because it's a lot of work to fucking put this shit together yeah um, especially imagine. doing the payouts because everything is um profit share so the, the entire magazine is profit share so every submission that gets accepted gets a share of the profit um and yeah um so that's dead horse these, super hype is this gonna be is this gonna be digital or are we gonna get physical prints of this oh yeah it'll be print it'll be physical absolutely yeah it's Where gonna be a, it's gonna be magazine like magazine print like high gloss full color you oh. know it's gonna have the we're going we're going like full scale like the front's gonna have like interview with like with submissions from short fiction by and the back page uh the back cover is an ad for space penguin and like um, you know, it's got a bunch of ads. It's got an ad for the weekly scroll in there. You know, it's got a bunch of ads and throughout, you know, we sold a bunch of ads. So it's going to be real fun. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a legit physical magazine. Um, and it will it will be really cool. Really cool. I'm fucking excited about it. Yeah, and then we've got Alter Shock coming out soon. Um, Alter Shock is my skirmish game that I I think I kind of just finished it tonight, like by changing like one or two words. But I technically finished it like three days ago. Um but I started writing that the night me and me and Ryan did the review for Slipgate Choke Point because I was just absolutely mesmerized by that game. 
um and altar shock is my love letter to unreal tournament uh and quake arena which were games i grew up playing with my older brother um and uh this is a this is i showed ryan this right before but this is the official altar shock trophy that i made um you can't see it in podcast land but this is just a really fucking cool thing that i made for my friends who are going to come over and play this with me um if you liked unreal tournament uh or like arena shooters this game is really cool you can play with two people two miniatures deathmatch style everything's pickups and like like little tokens and stuff so everybody like there's no balance required because everybody just has the same exact advantages um respawns and stuff like that uh, what the fuck else do I have going on, dude? I have like a lot. Fuck, yeah, uh, I feel like there's more stuff, but I'm probably gonna have like a, a, a stoner wizard game in the works <laughs> yeah, now that I'm, we did this one. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. So I had this, I had this crust pump game that we were working on for a long time, and then I, I kind of scrapped it. And I've, I've salvaged pieces of it here and there for various things. Um, and I was thinking about turning that into a, into just like a hex crawl for like Troika or something um but after i read this i was like mm, you should revisit that because visit that because visit that because visit that because <laughs> make it a little bit lighter and turn it into some good shit because i was working on that like before i ever got into the industry this was my first my first thing was this crust punk rpg and uh yeah so maybe we'll get maybe we'll go back into that maybe we'll do a little skate wizards hacking <laughs> hey listen listen uh putting out more skate wizards would not be a bad idea and i have a feeling um i have a feeling that we might be getting more skate wizards at some point um anyway so i i that would be sick to to have even more third-party content um for yeah. this i can i can only imagine i mean since it's a it's a, it's a hack and I think these these people sound cool as shit that they would be very happy to see someone, especially of, of oh, disaster sure. tourism quality, doing some uh, some skate wizard stuff. You know? <laughs> quality, hey, hey, shit sick, dude. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm super glad that that we became that we became friends and that yeah, you're the totally, co-host on, on the show here. It's it's been really great. You do just uh, awesome content, so it's great to to have you on here about this. And once again, like you will see Kirby, um, you know relatively um frequently depending on uh what's going on with the show and every time he every time they drop something um we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about it because it's good shit so uh expect that um and i think that's about that's about our episode for today um we uh, guild rpg.quest um and disaster tourism.games right for for your yep. links yep yep um and then you can find us at uh the.weekly.scroll on instagram um weekly underscore scroll on twitter which is where uh on instagrams where you'll see most of the reviews and stuff i uh, like the scores um twitter's where we'll talk about what's upcoming and you can find all of our vods for everything for the podcast and all the ap's we do here on the adventure archive um on youtube just youtube.com slash the adventure archive um that is it that is our episode kirby thank you so much for coming on um thank, thank you everyone you in the chat me. and uh we will see you next week for something very interesting that i will announce soon so be prepared for that listeners um and we'll talk to you later bye everybody bye.